Welcome to another episode of F That, Breaking the Rules of Online Business, the podcast for people who are ready to question the status quo of online business and market their businesses however the F they want to. I'm your host, Deanna Seymour, a graphic designer and marketing strategist who blends your amazing ideas and unique personality into unforgettable content. Today, I have on my client turned friend, Julie Brown. She's a keynote speaker, networking expert, author, and podcaster. She's funny as shit, which is probably why I think we're a match made in heaven. I am Julie's right-hand ma'am when it comes to all her content, including her weekly newsletter, but she totally has a hand in the stories we tell, which is what I think makes the newsletter so successful. So we thought it would be fun to do a two-part series about how we collaborate together. So we recorded an episode for her podcast, which is literally just the audio from our Zoom meeting, planning her content for the month of February. That episode comes out on Wednesday, February 1st. So you can hop over to her podcast called This Shit Works if you want to be a fly on the wall for our monthly meeting. It's really fun. (laughs) But I wanted to have her on today to talk specifically about her emails because I just think they're so fun. And I just wanted us to sort of talk about our favorite ones and just kind of get a behind the scenes peek of what it's like working with me and what it's like to really show up as yourself and have fun with your email newsletter. All right, let's get to it. Hey, Julie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Deanna. Good to see your face again. Yeah, like you don't see enough of me. I know, right? Okay, y'all, you might recognize Julie from the anti-hustle holiday of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you were on my F That series, Breaking yes. the Rules of Podcasting. Now you're on this. Um, just to fill everybody in, Julie Brown is one of my monthly retainer clients. We have been working together for over a year. Like we just had our one year anniversary and I should have like mailed you a present. You might get a present late. I was like, yeah, I was looking and I was like, oh my gosh, crazy. So, because I think we started like in January. Makes sense. Um, Yeah. So I thought it would be fun and we thought it would be fun to give people sort of a peek behind the curtain of what we do. So Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this episode, I want you to also check out Julie's podcast called This Shit Works where we are doing an episode of we just sort of recorded ourselves planning her content for an entire month and you can just be like a voyeur fly on the wall just like eavesdrop on us and I think that's really fun so that is over there but I thought we could also kind of talk about mostly I think I want to talk about your emails today because I love your emails Mm -hmm. so something something people might not know about me is that I do help people write their emails um but only people who I feel like (laughs) Are awesome. <laughs> like Julie. I know where you're going with this. They have a certain personality type. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would be really. I mean, Julie and I. You will see if you're listening to this episode that we have a similar vibe. Yeah, and so it helps that I can write in her voice pretty well. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And also, we enjoy each other's company, and it's a collaborative effort. I got reached like a a realtor reached out to me once to write write his emails, and I was like, oh. hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you first start your business, you're like, whatever, dude, I'll do whatever yeah. anybody needs me to do. Like this living room is so beautiful. But it didn't work out with him. But I honestly think it was something I should have should have been saying no to. But my bank mm-hmm. account was like, just say yes, you're fine. Let so. me just tell you, as an entrepreneur, everybody makes that that um 
mistake by yes. not understanding who your ideal client is, the avatar of your ideal client, and yeah. take on clients that don't suit us because we're nervous about starting a business. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I knew he wasn't a fit, but my bank account was like, girl, you can deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> he can be like your new day job. It's fine. So anyways, <laughs> Julie and I work together every month to create all our content. So that episode's over on This Shit Works. Yep. But today I wanted to dive in to some of our favorite emails that we've written for the past yeah. year. And so really quick, maybe it would be good for the people to just sort of understand how it works. So mm-hmm. do you want to explain that? Why don't you explain sort of how our collaborative yeah. effort works? Yeah, because I just did this for the our podcast episode, which is going to go live on February 1st. Mm-hmm. So... Deanna and I work together on a number of things. My newsletter, my Instagram, and uh, marketing for the podcast. And so every the first Wednesday of the month, Deanna and I have a standing one-hour meeting. And in that meeting, we literally, we don't have, there's nothing pre-prescribed for that meeting. It's pretty much, okay, so for January 4th, we met for... February, all the whole mm-hmm. month of February. And it was like, okay, what is happening in my business in February that we could talk about? What is happening in my life that we could talk about? What has, what have I, you know, has anything funny happened in the past couple of weeks that we could like turn into a <laughs> newsletter? Um, what is going on in like the sort of social consciousness that we maybe might have an opinion on as it relates to what I do for networking and business development. And we literally just talk for an hour and in talking stories come out Mm -hmm. and those stories are what make the newsletter so great because stories stick I mean Kendra Hall a a super awesome professional speaker wrote a book called story stick and it's so true and so our newsletter although you are learning something it's a it's a journey of going through a story with me and I think that's why people love them so much because people love stories and they love to follow somebody and the newsletters aren't short they're not long they're like just the right size um, and we pack a lot in them yes we do okay so one thing I want to point out is that we don't do some massive like we're planning for Q1 and nope. like and I think honestly that's what keeps it also so fresh and fun yeah. like you were saying we get to plan What's going on right now? And if Literally something funny happens. Literally just a month in advance. Just yeah. a month in advance. And like, yeah. and sometimes you'll send me things that are like, this is probably an email. This is something yeah. funny. Or um, there was that airplane ride you took and you sent me like a whole like Google Doc. Yeah. Like, These are a bunch of ideas I just had. But yeah. it was great because we just have like, a, we have sort of a file of these yeah. are cool when, when we need them. Yeah. And once we figure out for the month, like what fits and what's sort of timely, then we can go in that folder and be like, oh my gosh, this was funny. We should, we should do this. Like there's sort of um, bonus ones that we can pull from. So I wanted to brag for a second about your stats in ConvertKit. Like I pulled them up before here. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, let's do this. So (laughs) Julie has at this moment, 779 people on her list. Her average open rate is 68.45% and her average click rate is 6.62%. That's really good stats. Yeah. It's and you, um, and I mean, I'm a big fan of like unsubscribe, bless and release. Like it's totally yeah. fine. But, um, well, I guess I'm skipping ahead because I just want to talk about Elvis's colon already. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, wait, what? 
Okay, I'm just yeah. going to skip ahead to Elvis. So, because okay. I am like, I think it's really cool that you did not have any unsubscribes. We sent, y'all, we sent an email about <laughs> Elvis's colon. <laughs> the subject line was, the weirdest email you'll get today. It had a 57.7 open rate and a 7.5 click rate. Yeah. Zero unsubscribes. Zero and do you want to tell the story? Because this was actually, this was an airplane brainstorm. Yeah, which, so which this makes was an airplane brainstorm. So for your listeners, I'm a professional speaker. And so I, a lot of my t- existence is on planes. And so a lot of my brainstorming happens on planes. And I think this was like my eighth plane trip of the month of October. And I was going to California and I live in Boston. So it was a long plane ride. And by that time, on two previous flights, I had already watched the Elvis movie twice on two previous flights. So I was like, I cannot watch the Elvis movie again. But on one of those flights, after I watched the movie, I like went down this wormhole onto how he died. Like he was 42. I at, at the recording of this podcast, I'm 46, and I don't think of myself at all as old or ready to like kick the bucket. So I was like, how the fuck did he die at 42 years old? And then. I realized that he died straining to to take a dump on the toilet. So he was okay. So sorry, Elvis. Thing, I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry, Elvis. No, I, I know, but so he had been he had been years of opioid addiction, and I don't know if you know this. If you've ever taken opioids after an accident or anything like that, but they bind you up like nobody's friggin' business. Like you cannot poop, okay? And so he's years of opioid addiction. He hasn't pooped in weeks and he's straining on the toilet and he kill- and he has a heart attack and he dies trying to take a poop on the toilet. And then I got into a wormhole over his autopsy. And then in his autopsy, they found out that he had poop in his colon that was four months old, okay? And so I start just writing, like, I, I, your listeners don't need to know this and my newsletter people didn't need to know this, but I said it anyways. I like being regular. I like to get up in the morning and take a poop. If you get an email or a text message from me between 5.15 and 5.45, I have sent it from the toilet. Like, being regular is super important to me. And then I started thinking, well, we shouldn't just be regular with our pooping. We should be regular with all of the things in our life that are good for us. Showering, brushing our teeth. And because I'm a networking expert networking. So let's have, let's be regular in our networking. And so I just wrote it down as I'm on this plane and I, and I Wi-Fi on the plane. So I shoot it off to Deanna. I'm like, Deanna, I don't know what's going to happen with this, but we are writing an email about Elvis's colon. (laughs) Yeah. And it was a great email. Like it's so funny too, because so Julie does that. Like Julie has an idea and kind of sends me like skeleton bare bones. Like here's the idea. So it's funny, too, because I I also researched Elvis while I was writing the email to fill in some of the holes or to just, yeah. like, make sure I got a feel for the guy. I think he also, it said that he also had some stomach issues. I guess some people have, like, slower bowels plus his open. It was like a double whammy oh, for him. So, yeah. And I didn't go into the email. Like, I didn't go too far. But now <laughs> I really want to watch that movie because I wrote that email. I'm like, I need to learn more about Elvis's colon. <laughs> yeah. Elvis in general. But um so yeah, and no and no one unsubscribed, but I think no one that unsubscribed. is unsubscribed. Like that, that would have been the one that people are like, okay, this bit this, this bitch is a little too far gone for me. Too you know? much. <laughs> and so because I was getting such amazing responses in no, so this is how I decide whether it's gonna go on LinkedIn as well. Because LinkedIn's a t- you have subscribed to my newsletter. You know what you're getting. People on LinkedIn like could just find me willy-nilly and be like, who is this woman? <laughs> and 
I was getting such amazing responses to the newsletter that I said, all right, I'm going to put this on LinkedIn. And -hmm. then it like went crazy on LinkedIn as well. And so let me just tell you, if you are afraid of your content being like, oh, I don't know. Is this, is this for LinkedIn? Like it is, oh, as long as you are being sincere and you are, and you are still teaching, um, it, it has a place out there for, in your marketing strategy. So, I mean, for someone who has a book and a podcast called This Shit Works, that email <laughs> right? is not too far-fetched. Like yes. if someone's already following yes. you. Okay, so you mentioned LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So I don't help Julie at all with LinkedIn. Like that's not part of our contract. So, um, but she's able to take her emails. Yep. And like you said, you kind of pick and choose which one you want to put on LinkedIn. But um, yep. I just think that's brilliant. Like when I started seeing them pop up on LinkedIn, I was mm-hmm. like, yes, duh, this is amazing. Yeah. So that's really fun. Okay. I wanted to take a trip down memory lane and talk about some other ones. Okay. That I sort of loved. And you mm-hmm. can say some you loved, whatever. Yeah. Um. Well, first of all, I just want to point out, because I was looking at our year anniversary. So the first email I ever sent for you was called me dot 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 falling down a mountain. And, I, and it had that gif of Jimmy Fallon and Ariana Grande skiing because you go skiing and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I was like, oh, my gosh, what a good subject line. <laughs> and I remember you like getting responses, I think, right away. Like people yeah. were like, oh, my gosh, hilarious. And again, I think the like lesson or whatever in that was that like shit's hard and you got to keep trying and networking yeah. might be hard and you like. The first time you skied, you sucked. And then you got better and yeah, better. Yeah, because I didn't like, learn how to ski till I was 39. Yeah. Which I've never had. I mean, <laughs> shit's not like snapping back as fast as it did, you know, when you're 39. <laughs> yeah. You I had a baby at 39. More when you're 39 than when you're 19 or nine, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was like thing, me learning how to ski at 39, watching them little fuckers like ski down the mountain, like low center of gravity, really small. I was like, boy. Oh, yeah, like Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just zooming right past you. You're like, yeah. Um, yeah. And then also I was thinking it wasn't until the second email that we added the shooting the shit like header. Yeah. Which I think was really cute too. Yeah, yeah. Like it's branded to match your brand yep. and everything. So I was going to ask too, how people join your email. Like, is it mostly at your speaking events that you are like, You know, whatever? it's weird. Yes. Okay. So when I give a speech – at the end of the speech, I'm like, this is how you can find me. I reference the newsletter in my speech because I think my newsletter is a really, really good way of me sharing myself with my network. And mm-hmm. and people are grateful for it and feel connected to me as a person because I can't possibly be in touch with 750 people one-to-one every, every week. So mm-hmm. this newsletter serves a purpose of keeping me connected. And so- I share how to sign up for the newsletter at at my speaking engagements. And so I'll get a flurry of newsletter um, people signing up. But then it's just random because mm-hmm. I will get emails from people saying, how do I get on your newsletter? Uh, <laughs> because it's so, because it's got such a reputation now. Yeah. And I have so many people who email me and say, this is my favorite newsletter I get. I I delete every other newsletter without reading it. I save your newsletter for when I'm in a bad mood, they say sometimes. Aww. Like, 
Yeah. And like, so it comes, the newsletter comes in every Wednesday at 1.45. People tell me that they actively star it and save it for when they go home because they don't want to read it at work because they know they're just going to be like pissing laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's awesome. You mentioned the 1.45 on Wednesday. We always schedule it for 1.45 on Wednesday. Do you think that is helpful? Do you think that's helped your open rate, click rate? I don't, I'm not so sure that just making sure that it's 145 mm-hmm. is, is the, the secret sauce on that. I think the secret sauce is that everybody knows every Wednesday they're going to get it. When it comes. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say too, because sometimes <clears throat> you listen to podcasts like this and you're like, okay, Julie Brown's having success. I should send my email on Wednesday at 145. Right. Yeah. But I think the fact that we're, like, they know what I think it's, it's just that it's Wednesday. Like, if you want to send it Monday at 9 p.m. and you just every Monday... Then they knew, like the people know, like, I'm going to wake up Tuesday morning and have a funny ass email from whatever time I do think people being ready for it and like knowing it's coming, I think is part of, I think is part of the magic of it. Yeah. I bet you if we skipped, you would get an email from at least a few people saying like, like, are you okay? Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) I've gotten one like that for my email and I did not send one and I was sort of like, I'm not okay. Seasonal depression's real. Like, you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, I I didn't. And I knew I didn't. And I was like, I should do it. And I just didn't feel like it. And it yeah. was like, kind of nice. It like warmed my heart that somebody like noticed. And I was like, hey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's some of my favorites. And then you can say some too if you want. Okay. When we wrote about Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, oh. and your Hulkamania. <laughs> and, and it was an email about being too much. And yes. how like... You still get to be too much. And you yeah, to I put that one on LinkedIn. Something. That was a big one on LinkedIn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also when you found that old cassette tape and snapped a <gasps> picture of it when that you were is... cleaning out your nanas. Okay. I'm, so I want to I want to take a pause on this one because this one yeah. really resonated with with my newsletter list. Um, the story is my nana had passed away in December, and. I was helping my mom and my aunt clean out her house and I was given the the spare bedroom, like clean out the spare bedroom. And in the closet of the spare bedroom was a box and I was going through the box. And in that box, I found some cassette tapes that I made. So the, for the listeners who are young, you used to have to have a du- dual cassette tape on your boom box. And when a song on the radio that you like came on, you pressed record. And that's how you recorded your songs, okay? And then you would hit stop and you'd wait for the next song and you'd hit record. Okay, so it had a couple of these cassettes that I made. And on it was like in my childlike handwriting, like let's hear it for the boy and thriller and all these songs that like I just loved when I was a kid. I must have been like eight years old, nine years old. I don't know. Uh-huh. Anyways, <clears throat> so I snapped a picture of it and I sent it to, it to Deanna and I just said, this is, I, and this is how this works. This is the magic of me and Deanna. Deanna. I said, this is a newsletter. I said, I'm looking at this tape. I am immediately eight years old. I can, I remember making these tapes. These songs are bringing me back to a certain time. And mm-hmm. so we wrote a newsletter about what two songs do for you, what song, like, and it was like, what song immediately brings you back to a point in time? And let me just tell you, there were song. there, the emails that I got back were, I, you know, this brings, this song will always make me remember my first love. This song reminds me of my best friend who died in college. Like this song mm-hmm. reminds me, like, and people poured their hearts out to me. Like, and I just, when you have a newsletter that does that, that people have, have an urge to respond to you and share their story, like that's powerful. 
Yeah. That was and one of my favorite ones. Yeah, that's a good one. And um, just the connection. And it makes so much sense, too, because that's, like, what you teach. You're, like, um, you know, the people that you meet could change your life. And yeah. that's kind of what's happening. So, okay, let me keep going. There's, like, more. Don't worry. <laughs> there's not too many more. Um, The Ikea lamp story you and Chris putting together. <laughs> An Ikea lamp. Oh, my Any- God. Yeah, I feel like anybody who's put together anything with a partner or maybe best oh friend or whoever. So the story a- for your listeners is my husband and I were newly married and we had bought um, a little tiny vacation cabin up in Vermont. And so we were we were young and we were ki- kind of poorish. And so we were everything came from Ikea because that's the only thing we could afford. And there was this lamp that I shit you not, I think it's called an artichoke lamp. And it had... I don't know, a hundred pieces. And then the entire instructions for this lamp, I shit you not, the entire instructions was click, clack. That was all they wrote. A picture of you like click, clack. And so newly married, newlyweds, married for like, I don't know, two months or something like that. Him and I trying to put this lamp together, I literally looked at him and I was like, I have married the wrong person. Like <laughs> we married, made a mistake. Well, I made a mistake. We cannot <laughs> click clack together. Like we cannot figure like and I think the tagline was like, has IKEA ever like ruined your marriage or something <laughs> yeah. like that? Well, um, and not to toot my own horn, but I feel like for the graphic, like for the image in that, I went back and like found the, the instructions, the PDF oh, too, oh, the click clack. It was real. It, it was if literally you think Julie is making this up to be funny. It is you guys, if you've ever done it, IKEA furniture, like it is not hard to believe that the instructions click, were clack. just click clack. Like the picture click of that clack. little that little IKEA person putting it together. Oh my gosh. And so then another graphic that I loved making was when we talked about how conferences can be like a slumber party for you. And I feel like I did like nineties, <gasps> yeah. like mall madness, like lip yeah. phone. Um that was yeah. fun. I feel like there was a Beyonce gif in that one too. That was really fun. Never mind a Ben. Um and then I was thinking about when Summertime when we wrote beast mode, where you were like getting serious, but then we changed it to feast mode mode. (laughs) at Thanksgiving. Like I was sitting back and I was thinking about it and I was like, well, that's like an inside joke for people who've been around long enough. Then they're like, oh my God, yeah, beast mode, feast mode. And you know, new people come in and they can like catch up as needed. But I think that also helps to to strengthen the connection. So that, so the feast mode one also coincided with national deviled egg day yes and for your listeners i cannot say no to a deviled egg i just can't and and the thing and and deanna almost fell off her fucking chair when i told her this that i will even buy them from gas stations like i will go into a mobile that has like a little mobile deli i'll be like oh my god deviled eggs and i will eat them from a gas station like i live on the edge okay and so we like transferred beast mode into feast mode but then we we aligned it with National Deviled Egg Day and had this whole poll on like, you pro deviled egg, like anti deviled egg, like what do you do? Like what's your craziest deviled egg? Like because I do like deviled eggs like with avocado and I do it with like Cajun shrimp and stuff like that. And then <laughs> that actually made it to LinkedIn because there was yes. so many responses back. And then it became this big deviled egg thing on LinkedIn that people were sending me their deviled egg recipes. Delicious. Well, you need to share those with me because I love a deviled egg also. But then, okay, this this dovetails perfectly into the next one, which is something you hate. Hate. 
I hate, hate pie. pie. Julie I hate hates pie. pie. Mm-hmm. So, All and pie. again, people were like sending you recipes to try to like oh. convince oh. you. Yeah. So there are two kinds of people in this world. There's people who like pie and there's people who don't like pie, like hate pie. And you don't, there's not like, oh, I'm okay. I could go either way. No. <laughs> and so, and this is how, this is how ideas come up. Cause I think this was around Thanksgiving. And so she was like, oh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And I'm like, well, I'm probably going to have to eat some fucking pie. You know, like, mm-hmm. and she was like, what? I was like, I hate pie. Like, why is there no Thanksgiving cakes? And then that went into this big whole big thing of cake versus pie and how I hate pie. But you dovetailed it perfectly into business. Like, Mm -hmm. you are either, people are going to love you or they're going to hate you. And Mm -hmm. it's okay. You can't be everybody's cake. I am pie to some people. Some people are going to be listening to this episode and they're going to be like, yeah, I don't get her. They already stopped. Yeah. opinion of mm-hmm. pie which I'm like I'm 46 years old I I am I know my pie opinion yeah you, know? <laughs> you don't have the magic pie recipe to change yes, your mind you don't have it if, if if it existed I would have had it by now yes so um yeah those were like my 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 favorites there's mm. one more which doesn't okay. dovetail but I'm gonna say it anyways because it'll bug me okay. if I don't the acclimation sip I thought that yes. was, like, really teachy, but it was, yeah. like, really fun. Okay, so Julie also has, on her podcast, a drink of the week. Yep. So, um, in the shoot and the shit, like, you have, like, a little glass of wine in the cartoon mm-hmm. and the header. Like, I don't want to be, like, drinking's a big part of your brand. But, like, girl, I have a drink. It's, yeah. Kinda I mean, happy hour, like networking. Happy. It goes. It goes. Yeah. It works. There's no dry January. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so you had just gone to bourbon tastings. Yes. And learned about an acclimation sip. Yeah, I went to Kentucky. Yep. And so we talked about in the email, like, an acclimation. So wait, the acclimation sip is that you're not going to like it. No, okay. Like, the so first the way, sip is bad? Yeah. So the way this okay. happened, and again, this is exactly how content gets created with Deanna. We just tell each other stories about what's happening in our life. So I came back from Kentucky. She goes, how was Kentucky? I go, you know, I learned something in Kentucky. Because every single, I almost said winery, every single distillery we went to, at, for a tasting, they always said, okay, get the first sip out of the way because it's going gonna, it's gonna to taste like fire. It's going to taste like alcohol. This is your acclimation sip. You will never like the first sip. It is not until the second sip when your mouth is acclimatized mm-hmm. to the bourbon that you actually will start to enjoy it and taste it, anything besides alcohol. You'll actually taste the bourbon. And she was like, huh. I think there's something there. And I was like, okay. And she ran and you ran with it. And you talked about how a lot of times when we start something new, it's uncomfortable and we don't like it, but Mm -hmm. we have to take, and you called it the acclimation step. Like we have to take that first step into doing those things so that we can get to the part where we enjoy them. So yeah, that was brilliant. Which I think too, especially for your audience, like networking can be really scary, but once you do keep going and going, like, I think it would be mm-hmm. more fun. Like, it's always so scary going to the first, like, event of a mm-hmm. thing. Like, let's say you're joining you a new anybody. group. Yeah. You're like, okay. And then you're like, okay, the second time is, like, a little easier and a little easier. Yep. So I do think that worked. But, um, and then I feel like just in the New Year's one, I talked about Chris drinking bourbon. And, I, yeah. again, I feel like it's, like, it's just, like, 
It just acts like, hey, all these people on our list are our friends and you guys know what we're talking about and you can just kind of pick up where you left off and tell a story and people know you. Cool. It is. And the one thing I want to say, I don't look at the statistics that much. I know you do because that that's part of your role is to understand, mm-hmm. you know, what is hitting with people and whatever. Um, and 780 people on, a, on an email list is not large as email lists go. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that because I want 780 people to open my email. I don't want yeah. 3,000 people on my email list and 700 to open it and 2,300 to not open it. Yeah. So I've curated a list like like that these are the people who hire me, who refer me, everything. And so I don't hear back from 780 people every week. But what happens is one, they all read the email and one week something will resonate with somebody and somebody I haven't heard from in two years will write me a note. And this Mm -hmm. happened. We did one. I don't know if your listeners know, but the word for 2022 was permacrisis. And I, I, I won't, I had a shitty, shitty 2022 in my personal life, in my business life, gangbusters. Okay. Personal life, dumpster fire. All right. Mm -hmm. And so, and it had nothing to do with an Ikea lamp. Um, I'm still (laughs) married to my husband. That's not the dumpster fire. Um, so we did this whole thing on permacrisis and how 2022 was really hard for me, but my business was great. And I wanted to thank everybody in my network because my network is the reason why my business is so wonderful because I'm referred to so many people. And there's a gentleman on my, on my email list who I have never once heard from. I know him. I see him at golf tournaments like once a year and he wrote me a note just to say how sorry he was that I was having such a hard year and that mm-hmm. he wanted me to know that he reads every single email. Aww. And so he'd been on the list for years and never written me back. So you don't know. I mean, I have people who I don't even know who send me emails or like, I read every single one of your emails. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my, because the reason you have to understand, like, I don't know them is because if they've sat in an audience of a thousand people and they sign up, I don't necessarily have the opportunity to know who gets on my list every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you put things out in the ether, you put content out in the ether and you hope that it's landing and you hope that it's resonating. And I just want your listeners to know that even if they don't hear back, if they don't have like the response rate that I do, there are people listening and are pe- there are people who are taking something from your content. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the lurker. Like they're like, yeah. <laughs> I guess lurker makes them sound creepy. But yeah, like I don't always comment. I'm like a terrible double tapper on Instagram. Like I will like, some- like I probably... Julie sent me a really funny <laughs> reel last night of just like a hospital worker, like getting scared by a coworker. And we both thought it was freaking hilarious. I can't stop watching it. I know. It's so, I mean, it's so funny. But like, come to think of it, I'm like, I don't even think I double, I don't think I gave that person a double tap. I watched the thing like 20 times, yeah. 50 times, maybe. Yeah. But I'm just a terrible double tapper. Like, I will watch it. I'll send it to somebody. I'll show it to my husband. And I think sometimes I'd, I, I, usually rarely comment on anything so people are like you said people are enjoying your content and looking at your content even if sometimes the statistics or the data might um say otherwise but anyways that's a whole nother all I know is when I get people emailing me saying I here I have to be on your list how do I get on your list and I'm like yeah people are talking number one who are you who told you you know (laughs) yeah yeah and that's a great way 
to connect. And like you were saying too, like sometimes if it's someone in an audience and you don't know them, but then they reply. Right. Then you're like, now you're like, oh, exactly. I know who you are. And I mean, I don't know if you're like me, but when people do that, I like look at their email and I like go to their website and I'm like, oh, they seem cool. Like they're fun. Like then I feel like yep. I made a connection yep. too, which is kind of fun. Um, okay. Awesome. Oh, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Can you imagine not doing an email newsletter at this no, point? No, no. I'm, I mean, I. That's job security people. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I couldn't imagine. And, and the reason is number one, you know, I had lunch with a girlfriend a couple weeks ago that I hadn't seen in about like eight months or something like that. Cause we live in separate States. And she said to me, aren't you exhausted by creating all that content? And I was like, no, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Because I got to tell you, the shit writes itself sometimes. Like, life is so funny. Life is so funny. Mm -hmm. And I just- I mean, can we tease? Can we tease two things coming up? Is that okay? Because probably if you go listen to the other episode, I think we talked about it on the- at our last meeting. Otherwise, how would I know? Unless it's a text message. But- well, definitely we talked about the side piece. Oh, yes. Okay. Quick, <laughs> a quick, you know, I went to an event with my husband, a networking event, and I didn't really know anybody there. And I, when people, somebody asked me who I was, I went to say that I was his sidekick. <laughs> and instead, <laughs> instead, I said I was his side piece. The, the guy looked at me and I didn't know that the words had come out of my mouth until he looked at me and he was like shock and awe. And I was like, wait a minute, what did I just say? <laughs> and he goes, he was like side piece. I was like, oh, I meant kick. I meant kick. <laughs> We've been married like, decades. Funny shit yeah. happens every day. Like, mm-hmm. And so that will be day? like, I can't remember what we planned, but that's either going to be an email that's or definitely making a mistake. That's going to be an yeah. email. Because mm-hmm. we talked about making that, like, because I people ask me all the time, oh, you're a networking expert. Do you ever make mistakes? I'm like, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, I'm human. Yeah. yeah. So, like you're saying, it's just, like, the simplest, funniest story. And you texted yeah. me that. I was actually at a girlfriend's house having a glass of wine. I check my phone. I start cracking up. She's like, what? I'm like, oh, my gosh. Listen to what my client did, you know? And then we were laughing. And I'm like, yeah, this is definitely something. Yeah. And so it just kind of needs flushed out. And yeah. sometimes you know, like perma, you were like the words perma crisis. So like, I just do the back end lifting of like, yeah, let me Google this. Let me get a little more info and um, sort of flush it out. But it's so fun. It's just fun to think mm-hmm. of ideas, but it doesn't, and it doesn't have to be some life changing moment. It's no. just, a there's mis- a lesson mis- in everything. There's a mm-hmm. lesson in everything. Yeah. All right. What Julie, was the second was so one? You said there's oh, two. Oh. oh yeah. What was the other one? Wait, I think I know what it is. Oh. It's- yeah, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here on Zoom or like Zencaster pointing at my boob. It's Julie flashing her titty at somebody oh. <laughs> by accident. Gonna, oh my God. I thought it was going to be the boob tape. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got a couple but, boobs yeah. coming up. Oh my God. So so we're going to make this whole thing about mistakes. And so one of them was the side piece. When I, when I was, she was like, well, do you have any other mistakes? I was like, how about that time I bent over at the beach? My whole tit fell out of my bathing suit and I flashed that guy. Like literally my boob was in his face. <laughs> And then I like reared back up and like pulled my bathing suit up. And I was like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. For the listeners, I don't have big tits. It wasn't a big thing. Um, and he didn't even notice it. And here I am like holding my like self and being like apologizing like profusely. He didn't even see it. He didn't even, he didn't see even it. notice. So again, oh. mistakes don't matter. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about the boob tape. Yeah. We so this, that's still 
Yeah. So in the pipeline. How, yeah. So this is how amazing content gets made, folks. I have to go to a black tie event next week and I bought two dresses. I can't decide which one, but both of them you cannot wear bra. Mm. And so then I texted all my girlfriends, how do I wear this dress without a bra? And everybody was like, you got to get boob tape. So I'm like, freaking hell. So I got the boob tape on Amazon and I am now watching YouTube videos on how to tape your boobs. Okay. And so as I'm doing this, like as I'm trying to figure out how you tape boobs to together without a bra, <laughs> I just texted Deanna and I was like, you think networking's awkward? Have you had boob tape before? <laughs> And the, yeah. and the shit writes itself, people. All right, yeah. no, I'm not that. No, I'm minimizing Deanna's role. The shit writes itself when you have somebody that you can text message and say, "Write this shit," because it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Like, wait. <laughs> yeah, um, true, <laughs> but the, it does. I mean, in a way, it writes itself. And I think also we have a year of practice working yeah. together. So when yeah. you're doing the boob tape, you're like, "Oh my god, I got to tell Deanna about yep. this is something." And now at this point too, you can just be like, "This is something," and send yep. it to me and. And when we meet again, I could be like, okay, so boob tape, I think, relates to this or whatever. Um, right. But as you practice, too, I think that's also why you're sort of saying that, because it just feels like at this point, yeah, we're like, what do you got? Any, like, yep, just bring anything. it to us. Anything. We can make a newsletter out of anything at yep. this point. Um, yep. So, yeah, that's why you're saying that. But yeah. anyways, uh, okay, this was so fun. Do you have anything else that you feel like I missed that we need to say? I definitely well, want people to they go definitely listen. Should sign up for the newsletter. <laughs> they well, should definitely yeah, go to yeah. the website, juliebrownbd.com. So juliebrownbd.com. You scroll down to the bottom. It says like more information. That gets you on. You just put your name in and your email and that gets you on the email list. Yes. Um, and you're listening to my podcast. So if for some reason you can't figure that out, you just message me and I'm going <laughs> to add you in the back yeah. end of ConvertKit. But you need to join Julie's email list. It's amazing. And if you are nervous about networking, Julie makes it so fun and approachable and like dare I say easy like it mm. seems I mean I'm a little socially awkward uh and now especially now that I haven't left my sun porch in like three years <laughs> but Julie's stuff makes you feel like oh this isn't so hard um yeah. so I love that and her book is really fun too I'm just gonna give a plug for the book this shit works really fun I struggle to read long books it's like a quick easy fun yeah. read like and it's jam-packed full of um like I just said, I, I like easy tips that you, yeah. you're like, oh, duh. Why? Yeah. This is like actually seems fun. So yeah. thank you, Julie. This was really fun. And if you want to, or if you haven't, um, like if you haven't yet, but we just told you about it. So if you haven't yet, which you haven't yet, go listen to the other podcast if you want on This Shit Works. Yeah. Um, February 1st. You can find that. Yeah. And fun fact, I was on Julie's podcast before I worked for Julie. That's how we met. Yes, talking about my fuck it mantra, which yep. was just, I just talked about in the podcast talking about word of the year. So you can hear all about why I chose that and stuff. That's a good episode too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so you definitely listen ago. to Julie's podcast. Yeah. I know. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Bye, I everybody. just say one thing. Oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah. uh, I want your um, audience to understand that you also have an amazing newsletter. So I, you were on my new, you were on my podcast and then mm -hmm. I, because of that, I was on your newsletter and you sent one newsletter and I I immediately wrote back and I said, I want to do this. I want yes. to tell stories. I want to have a fun newsletter. Can we work together? And that's mm -hmm. how it started. So yes. your newsletter got me as a client. Yeah. And also, I mean, let's be real. Anybody listening, like, I can write your e emails too. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, wait, how am I not?
not plugging and sales is not my thing stories is my thing not sales yeah. but yes oh my gosh this was so fun all right well i will see you later and yeah. thanks for listening thanks for okay. being here okay cool bye bye so what do you think could you write newsletters as silly as boob tape in elvis's poo and do you think your audience would be into it or no so, I mean, the point of this episode isn't to be like, here's what's working for Julie. Now you go and do it too. I just wanted to share with you that if you feel like you've been holding back at all in your newsletter, to just go for it. And to also sort of share the magic of showing up in their inbox every single week at the same time. You know what I mean? So maybe you don't want to talk about poo and that is totally fine. But what do you want to talk about? And can you do more of that? Oh, and if you're interested in chatting more about maybe working with me to help you do that, you can go to DeannaSeymour.com slash let's work together. But be ready for a parent trap gif with Haley Mills. Do you remember that scene? Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that even in the Lindsay Lohan version? I don't know. I'm old, y'all. Anyways, and I totally forgot while we were talking that Julie and I already set up an amazing little website, SayHiToJulie.com, where you can go to join her email list. And don't forget about her podcast, This Shit Works, for the second part of this series. Okay, for real. I'll see you next time. Na, 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 na,